Hi everyone and welcome to SAMA. SAMA stands for Spooky Ask Me Anything. This is our 21st episode. This week we have Ingrid Dinter to talk about EFT. The uh, Ingrid is an accredited certified EFT master trainer with over 15 years of experience in EFT. Um, EFT stands for Emotions and Traumatic Memory um, Treatment using tapping acupuncture. Uh, Ingrid is the mother of a now 17-year-old daughter and a breast cancer survivor with a 13-year-long healing journey. Ingrid knows firsthand how important it is to conquer the trauma of the diagnosis, the fears, overwhelming self-doubts and anger that accompany the healing path. Uh, she has also been using EFT very successfully with herself and others to overcome the limiting beliefs and mind chatter, as well as specific memories that are often so hard to shake. Ingrid is passionate about sharing this emotional healing with others and loves to help her clients and students reach the mental calmness they need so they, make it, so they may make good decisions and release the stress that interferes with the healing process. Um, nothing is more overwhelming than the trauma of receiving a diagnosis and managing the healing journey. Many people who are dealing with physical illness, therefore, also experience Feelings of anger, betrayal, abandonment, hopelessness, lovelessness, and a recurrence of traumatic memories. So Ingrid's with us this week to tell us all about um, the stresses that, are, uh, that one has when one experiences a traumatic um, health experience. And she's going to tell us how we can overcome that by using tapping acupuncture. So welcome aboard, Ingrid. Thank you for accepting our invitation. Well, thank you so very much for having me. And before I say anything else, thank you so much for everything you've done for me and that your team has done for me and that the amazing, amazing volunteers have done for me. Um, Spooky2 is an unbelievable gift to the world. And I'm so grateful I can't even say it. So between being grateful and starstruck right now, <laughs> um, I'm sitting here tapping on myself <laughs> and just... You know, going with it. So it's a privilege. Thank you. Oh, th oh th thank you, Ingrid. Uh, tell me, you're tapping yourself. Can you go into more detail? It sounds so interesting. Yeah, it's 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 a fascinating thing. Um, you know, many years ago, I found myself in the car, and my daughter was about a year old. Um, now, I'm originally from Germany, and I uh, was in the United States, where I live, yelling at in the car at somebody who wasn't in the car. And I don't know if anybody's ever done that, but it sounds like, don't you understand what you did to me? You should have never done this. This happened and that happened. And I always, and I was look, watching myself kind of from a distance with my kid in the backseat while I was going through all these feelings. And I was wondering, what am I doing? Mm. This is so crazy. And I have been, um, I have talked to many people through, you know, what happened and, you know, everybody has their story. So I've never met anybody without a traumatic background. So we can just assume we all have one version or the other. Um, but it, it just dawned on me, you know, why does something that takes a split second to hurt me so deeply should take a lifetime to get rid of? It makes no sense, right? If somebody can cut me like this in an emotional way why shouldn't I be able to fix it like this in the same amount of time right and 
uh, I had basically used up all my friendships with everybody I knew to tell them the story that I just need to hash through again. And I realized when I talked things through, all that happened was that it came back up. I felt a little bit confirmed. I took a little bit of the air out. I calmed back down. And then the next time it got triggered again. So talking through it didn't change how I felt. And I realized on top of that, that I had done my understanding. I had done my forgiveness. I, I know why things happened, right? When you grow up with a father and a mother who grew up in World War II, and my father was a POW, you can't blame him, right? It's just, look, they did their best, and I do my best as a mom. And, you know, when things get screwed up, they get screwed up. It's not that they wanted that. So I understood that. But it didn't, it didn't go away. It, it just kept haunting me. And when, that, when I realized that there's a difference between the thing that happened and my reaction to it, and that there, there seems to be something energetically that kind of feels like, you know, this, this oh my God, this moment of shock. Um, I became very curious to find out what that is. Because I thought if I'm able to fix how I react to something, then what happened really is just a memory. And... I love my daughter to death. She's amazing. And I was committed to not give pass on trauma to her. And so I went on a quest. I started with Reiki back in those days. And for those people who understand Reiki, they know there is in Reiki too, a way to learn how to send energy over distance. And, um, it's one of those things where I thought this is either completely cuckoo or it's the most genius thing on the world. And there's only one way to find out and that's I have to try it. So let's try it. And I started to send energy and I realized the difference and it blew me away that this was possible. And I realized that even though I didn't know why it's, it worked, um, it didn't, that didn't impact that it worked. And so um, I realized the importance of observing something I don't understand and having an open mind and saying, well, it works whether I understand it or not. So what can I do with this? And basically this kind of open mind that I encourage people to have with EFT is the same thing we have when we, you know, turn on a coffee maker or our computer or a car. We don't know why this thing works. We don't know all the details. Most people don't even know how to open the hood but we know how to use it. And when we have a tool that is so easy to use and so highly in fact effective in simply closing this gap, this feeling that otherwise keep, helps us to keep repeating memories, to keep repeating thoughts, you know, recurring thoughts, that hamster wheel, and when I'd use it. Um, we are very fortunate that we have a very long list of um, of research now. So for the scientists that are interested in this, I actually have, um, I, I have a, a sheet where I put on a link to Dr. David Feinstein's work. Um, he has put a huge list of research together. So the research is there. It's published. It's peer-reviewed. Go ahead and read it. Uh, read more, study more. This is so fascinating. But the most wonderful thing is that this tool, this EFT, this tapping acupressure, works with children. Every three-year-old can do this. You don't need a background in mental health. You don't need a background, which by the way, I don't have. I also don't have a medical background. Um, you don't need a background in, in, in uh, you know, anything complicated. You just have to have compassion for a person 
hear what they say, hear when this happened, and help them with this tapping to just close that gap and calm down, calm down the amygdala is a technical <laughs> you know, term for it, but just calm down that feeling, let go of this fear, let go of this memory, let go of um, self-talk that oftentimes really is, um, is outdated, is very old, you know, we're not four years old, we shouldn't have to feel like a four-year-old. So um, that's my little introduction there. And yes, as a, as a cancer survivor of many years, and, um, you know, I, I know I have to keep my act together. I really do. I know so much. I, I want to be honest. Last year, people know, you know, with the stuff that happened here in the U.S. and all that energy rising. Um, I have two PET scans, one before and one after, and there was a month and a half in between. And they happened to the, towards the end of last year. And there was a spike like that. So for me, I mean, it's not scientific, but it is proof that I was clearly effective. And uh, so we need to get rid of these feelings. We, as, as people who, are, um, who want to be healthy, we, you know, nothing's more important than have our mind, our body, and, and our feelings, and our story, and our spirituality all in the place where we have choices to do what we want to do. Right. One of our online viewers has um, mentioned that EFT is helping with their chronic fatigue uh, syndrome oh, yeah. symptoms. So, even oh, yeah. oh, oh, you know, um, again, it's important to make that disclaimer, and it's on my website too, and people got the link to it, and they know that they can only, you know, listen in and join in and tap along by agreeing to the disclaimer. Um, this is not medicine, this is not diagnosis. I don't diagnose illness, but when ta somebody tells me they're constantly tired, I can help them with that, right? Um, I don't know if somebody has a phobia, but if somebody is afraid of a snake, there's a chance I can help them with that, right? If somebody has a, a really bad memory about something that happened to them, we can take the charge out of it. And it is very simple. Um, what we basically do is we tap at the end point of meridians. Those meridians are very well known in Chinese medicine. Acupuncture is using it, acupressure is using it, and they're very easy to find. You know, they're on, on the top of your skin, one is right up here, and then inside of the eyebrow, outside of the eye, and under the eye, between nose and upper lip, lower lip and chin, under the collarbone, four inches below the armpit, under the arm, and then back to the top of the head. And when we tap on these points, we basically cover our entire meridian system. So an acupuncturist knows where these energy blocks happen on the skin. They have these 360 plus points that they stick a needle in when they know there's a block and they kind of stick the needle in to jump that block. We just hold a thought or we hold a memory, we hold a feeling. We think about where we feel it in our body and then we do this tapping. And the connection between the mind, body and the tapping jumps that block as well. This is the most curious thing to see. Um, it's, it's kind of fun to do, yes. And, um, and so it's a way of releasing bad memories, you know, um, and negative thoughts in one's mind. Would you say that that's the the um, the most powerful feature of EFT? Well, the thought, the belief, the memory, the physical symptoms—all of those are symptoms of an energy block. So okay. we're releasing the block and whatever it's doing. And the beauty of this is that we can say, "I have." let's say a physical limitation and we can tap on even though I have this physical block 
I deeply and completely accept myself. And I'm going to show folks later many, many times how to just apply this. But this addressing it this way is the same thing as if I said, even though I'm angry that I have this block, or even though I don't believe I can ever feel, you know, good again. So one of them is our cognitive field, one of them is our emotional field or our physical field, but it's the same block. Okay. Right? And, and so we can address it from whatever direction is comfortable for the person, and we're still talking about the same block. And then the tapping just gets the block out of the way. And so usually people have physical relaxation. Um, they feel more relaxed, they start yawning. Um, they usually have a, sh a cognitive shift, kind of, this isn't a big deal. You know, or maybe I can see this differently. Um, or they have an emotional shift and they just say, you know, I'm just not that angry. I mean, for crying out loud, it was 10 years ago. <laughs> he was a jerk. He is a jerk. It's not going to change whether I'm angry or not. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's not my problem that this person. Um, so, you know, people do that. And, and that's kind of what I'm helping them with. Um, one thing I, I like to explain to people for a minute, if I may is um again without being or claiming to be the scientist here but it's, it's it's something that really helped me understand why this is so important is to just talk for a second about the subconscious mind the conscious and the subconscious because we we randomly use this you know conscious mind or subconscious mind word but we don't often know what that means our subconscious mind is actually like a hard drive or like a huge storage unit um, we can even compare it to the internet, which kind of stores the all there is of information. And as soon as new information comes in, it is going to store it whether we like it or not, right? It will store information from, from any website, from any whatever somebody else, it is accessible. And our subconscious mind functions in the same way. It does not judge whether it's good or bad information. It doesn't judge whether the information is, act, uh, is actually still relevant or outdated. It doesn't judge what's important or not. Um, it just stores it and it creates rules according to the data to keep us alive. And when I realized that, I thought this is really, this is kind of a really big deal. So to, to uh, give an example, if when we are very young, we're usually in, in life-threatening situations day in and day out. And the only people who keep us alive are our parents, right? If they wouldn't feed us, we would die. We would starve to death. We would, you know, die, die from thirst mm -hmm. or any, we would fall downstairs. So we're basically in a constant situation of life and death. And when something happens that we can't protect ourselves from, we believe we're going to die. So at that young age, very often, the subconscious creates a rule connecting whatever we did to not die with staying alive. For example, somebody is, um, comes, comes across as very threatening. And we realize at the age of four, the only thing we can do now is be very quiet. Don't talk. Don't talk back to dad. Don't ever say anything because if I, will, if I do, I will die. Right? So we may be four when that happens. But when we're 40 and we're standing in a boardroom, and somebody comes across the same way dad does, we should not have that same reaction. But because the subconscious has said, there is, when that happens, this is what you have to do or else you die, we combine the two things and react the same way. And that's why most of us actually have programs running that we created at the age lower than six. So we basically have a little six-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old advisor in the back of our mind 
who's kind of telling us what to do, how to live, how to behave, what to feel, what to do, what to eat. Um, crazy things. And we wonder why we do it. And the reason we do it is simply because we have never taken that little program up out of our subconscious. We have never actually taken this program and rewritten it according to what we want to do. Rewriting this is called choice. And with EFD, you can actually go ahead, address the fact that it's there, take the charge out of it, and then rewrite it according to what we want to do. And when I realized that, um, I thought, you know, can just everybody leave me alone? I want to stop tapping right now because I have stuff to deal with. Well, it sounds so exciting. It is exciting. And the nice thing is it's so easy. And then, you know, when the sooner you start and the earlier you start with a person, um, the less trauma they have. And uh, it's fabulous to see how kids react to this. I had a little, just to tell a little story, I had... Um, my daughter had a friend when she was two years old, and he must have been two and a half or three, and he got sexually abused by an older child. Gosh. Very traumatic. Um, you know, both moms were, were friends, and the kid was an adopted child with all sorts of story. It's one of those things where you can't blame anybody. It's just, it's just horrific. They, you know, so anyway, so we were together in a, in a function, and little guy stood at the table, and she had told me what happened, and I said, come over here. And I said, okay, just do this for me, all right? This is how you work with kids. You don't even make it complicated. It works if you don't know what happens. And I said, just say this. You know, even though I'm really angry right now, angry, okay, I'm a good kid. And he went like that. And then I just kind of took his hand, we just tapped like that, and he was thinking, and he was looking at me, and I could feel that he was processing. And then I just did the tapping with him while he was thinking and processing, just like that. And he started to look up, and then he looked down, and I did the same thing again with him. And then we tapped again, no words, he was processing. And then he looked up, and I said, you want to do it again? And you want, oh yeah. <laughs> and we did three rounds of tapping, and this kid, left the table, left his mom, left me, started running around in this church that we were in, saw the kid that had done this to him, never had a flashback, never had any reaction to it. And he's, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old, he never had to do with this again. When you can do this, you know, when any mom can do this, when any teacher can do this, when any person on the street can do this, you know, when they see the riots happening and the people crying and they can just grab somebody and say, come on, let's sit down. I've done that, <laughs> clearly. You know, at some mm -hmm. point you start working in parking lots and they say, come on, you know, let me help you with this. Just sit down, you know, even though I'm, so, I deeply and completely accept myself, you know, and you just help them calm down, get it done, get rid of these blocks, get rid of the tension, get rid of the fears and just relax about it. If it's the most peaceful thing you can do. And we know that, you know, at least 80% of, of illness is caused by stress. So when we can take the stress out of the body, out of the energy system, out of our thoughts, our minds, our fields, the way we raise our kids, the way we blame ourselves. Um, and just for the record, I don't think any we would ever allow anybody to be so abusive with us as we are with ourselves. You know, we have like the, the worst language with ourselves. I'm stupid. Do this. What was I thinking? I mean, you would never tell somebody else. But we talk to ourselves this way. And when we stop talking this way, and we just say, hmm, 
I did this really well. Not, you know, needs improvement, but add some humor to it. The world changes and people change and they stop being so crazy afraid of something that they don't even know what it is. And um, this fear is basically fear that we feel is when we get information that the subconscious doesn't have a plan for and it doesn't know what to do. And when the subconscious does not have a plan, it thinks that it can't keep you alive. So fear comes in to stop you from doing it. It's really cool to see this, right? What is this? I don't know, so I should probably not go there. Who says that? Right? But if we have a problem, what is this? I don't know, but curiosity is safe. Okay. Then I can, right? And so that's what we do with EFT. And um, it's a beautiful thing. It's just, uh, it's one of many tools that, that are out there um, that are cheap. They are free, basically. And uh, people can use them and get rid of whatever may be stopping them from getting well. So. Okay. The detail. Detail. Yeah. The detail. So detail. Um, there are a number of, uh, the first thing we do is we want to get into alignment with getting rid of the problem. And what that means is we start by saying, we tap on the side of the hand, the point, the side of the hand point is halfway between the base of the pinky finger and the rest. So it's right here. Uh, it's kind of there where the headline is right here. Yeah. Oh, there, this, under. Okay. So it's the fleshy side right okay. here. And okay. we just tap on it like this. And the first thing is we acknowledge the problem and then we turn it around into a positive statement. And what, um, what I, what I usually like to start with is a feeling of overwhelm because most people feel that on some level. So I would ask him on a scale of zero to 10, how much overwhelmed do you feel right now? How much stress? So if I can use you as a tapping buddy, how, if, if zero was no stress and 10 was very intense. Um, I, I guess I would be probably a three. Probably a three. Okay, was probably that's... a three. Yeah. Okay. So we tap right here and say, and, and we just say three times, even though I'm, um, I'm pretty overwhelmed right now. Yeah, even though I'm pretty overwhelmed right now. I deeply, I, deeply and complete, I deeply and completely accept myself. Oh, that's fine. I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I'm pretty overwhelmed right now. <laughs> even though I'm pretty overwhelmed right now. I deeply and completely accept myself. I completely and deeply accept myself. Even though I'm pretty overwhelmed right now. Even though I'm pretty overwhelmed right now. I deeply and completely accept myself. I completely and deeply accept myself. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then what we do is we tap on the endpoints of those meridians to release the, the, that feeling of overwhelm. So we start inside of the eyebrow, this overwhelm. Okay, uh, this is where the hair finishes? It's, no. it's where the eyebrow starts. It's where the, okay. So there's, there are three points on the eye socket. One is on the inside of the eyebrow, one is on the outside of the eye, and one is in the middle under the eye. Okay? okay. Yeah. And it's right on the bone. One is between the nose and upper lip. Yes. One is between the lower lip and chin in the dent. Yes. One is under the collarbone. And the, the middle is a little U. Under yes. that knuckle and just a little bit over right here, there's a little dent. Oh, it's to one side, is it? It's to either side. Oh, okay. 
Okay. It's either side. So we tap kind of like this. So it's under the collarbone. Yep. This is the collarbone. The point is here. That's yes. the end of the collarbone. Yes. So the point is there. Acupuncturists call it K27. So it's right there. You it's, can, you can, if people are not sure, just tap around in that area like this and you will definitely hit it. So it's like and a then, V, oh, a V of bone. It's like, yep. a, okay. Yeah, it's a little dent. It's a forgiving process, by the way. So you can you can tap around in this area, and one is four inches below the armpit on the side of the body. Okay. So when you reach around, it's basically it's basically if you gave yourself a hug, it's exactly where you put the hand. So it's right there, and one is on the top of the head. It's right here. So okay. it's at the apex of the ear. I'm sorry, this needs to stop, and I don't know why this is even on. Okay, um, so let's do it. So let's so, so let's do this. So karate chop on. Even though, just a minute. This is ridiculous. I'll keep tapping while you're sorting out your technical issues. I don't know how to turn this off on my computer. So this was a pretty rude, rude stop tapping thing. Even though I'm pretty overwhelmed right now. <laughs> Even though I'm pretty overwhelmed right now. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I'm pretty overwhelmed right now. Even though I'm pretty overwhelmed right now. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I'm pretty overwhelmed right now. Even though I'm pretty overwhelmed right now. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. And then inside of the eyebrow, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. Outside of the eye, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. Under the eye, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. Nose and upper lip, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. Lower lip and chin, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. Collarbone, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. Under the arm, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. And top of the head, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. Just take a breath and see how that feels. I could sleep right now. Yeah. I am feeling more relaxed. Yeah. And the interesting thing in the EFT is we address actually the problem. We're not the solution. Very often when people use affirmations, they say things that are not true, right? They say, I'm, I'm relaxed when they're actually not relaxed. We say I'm overwhelmed. But the reason we say that is because it's, it's true and it addresses what that block that we're feeling, that moment where the energy isn't flowing, what that actually is. If we said, I am relaxed, our subconscious would say, no, you're not. And then we would tap on, I'm not relaxed. Right? So it's actually, it works the other way around than affirmations because it goes with how we feel. It goes, it addresses the problem the way that it is and says, mm -hmm. basically, it's a coordinate. You know, it's this feeling in that location. That's what we tap on and it just gets out of the way. So um, a wonderful way of using this is um, with a memory. So, for example, one of the things I needed to tap on um, honoring that a lot of the people in, in the Spooky 2 community are dealing with serious stuff, um, was that moment when the doctor came in, you know, holding this piece of paper and telling me, I know exactly what this is, and 
you know, and I had no clue. <laughs> it mm. was pretty rough. My daughter was there and it's like, what? Yeah. So, you know, and there, again, there are two things. One of them was, this was the best moment of my life because a after that I could actually take action, but it didn't feel like the best moment. It felt very scary. Mm. And so what people can do is um, they locate those feelings in their physical body. Okay, so for example, thinking about the doctor saying this, they oftentimes say, you know, I feel this pressure in my chest, or I feel, you know, my throat is tightening up, or I feel pressure in my back, or I have a headache, you know, or I get lower back pain. And they just locate that stress, and on a scale of zero to 10, um, they wonder how intense it is, okay? Mm -hmm. And then they wonder what kind of feeling is there. So let's, let's say, for example, um, uh, one person had written that, you know, she's usually um, able to distract herself, but when she really thinks about what her body is dealing with, she starts to panic, right? And so what I would do is I would say, okay, where do you feel that panic in your body? Right. And she probably would say, let's say, in my chest, okay? And on a scale of zero to 10, how strong is that panic? So she might say it's a 10 or a 12, right? It's out there or a nine. This is very subjective. There's no way to measure this. It's a perception. And so we would do this. We would focus on the panic just the way that it is. And we do the same thing. We can do this. Maybe um, she's listening. I think she's actually listening right now. So Beth, this one is for you, my dear. And we would just tap on even though I have this panic in my chest. And what thoughts are in your head? Or you, you give to the, um, the person you're doing it to. Is it the same thing? Like you wouldn't say, I'm you know, pretty overwhelmed right now. You wouldn't say that. What would you say? I would say that. Oh, is that? okay. okay. See, um, that's, um, that is actually one of the beauties of this, that the client tells you what they feel. You know, we're not diagnosing. I don't have to know what's going on for somebody. When somebody tells me I have panic, then they panic. And I just, my, my job as a, as, a, as a coach, an EFT coach um, of emotional freedom techniques, the, the question is really just how intense is it? Where do you feel it? Let's get started, right? And there are, what I can't do today is teach more advanced techniques about taking the edge off and, you know, going through memory step by step. There's, there's a whole, you know, story to working with people who have very strong memories. But, um, uh, let's if, if that's okay I would like to just address this feeling of panic for example okay sure. and when we when we talk about the panic um, not just the panic but also the belief system behind it so I would do a little bit of reframing because remember when when we have the panic we don't just it's not just a feeling it's also the subconscious saying we're not safe and we want to start telling the subconscious as we are why because we're here Right? We're alive. We don't know what's going to happen in the future, so why would we believe we're not safe? Right? We can take this and start turning it around. And so what I would usually do is do a few rounds and start helping somebody move into a different um, frame of mind. Yes, would you like to, yes, to try that? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So karate chop point. This is what this is called. Even though I have this panic in my chest. Uh, even though, even though I have, this, I have this panic in my chest. Even though I have this panic in my chest. And I have this fear that I will never get well again. 
and I have this fear that I will never get well again. And it's very frightening to feel that. And it's very frightening to feel that. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I have this panic in my chest. Even though I have this panic in my chest. It's frightening to, to not know if I will ever get well. It's frightening to know if I will ever get well. I have doubts sometimes. I have doubts sometimes. And they are very hard to deal with. And they're very hard to deal with. I can't quit. I can't quit. I can't give up. I can't give up. But I don't know what the future will hold. But I don't know what the future will hold. But I deeply and completely accept myself and how I feel. But I deeply and completely accept myself and how I feel. And even though I have this panic in my chest. And even though I have this panic in my chest. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. Okay, so now we just address the panic. I have this panic in my chest. 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 I have this panic in my chest under the arm. I have this panic in my chest. Top of head, I have this panic in my chest. I have this panic in my chest. Just take a breath. And just see what that did. How does that feel? I feel good. I feel good. Okay. I feel co I feel comfortable. Yeah. And quite frankly, we should. We're here and we're just doing, living our lives. So why shouldn't we feel comfortable? Let's start working with... I. Um, uh, Sam sent me in, in this email and I, I felt bad for the person who was writing it. Um, because she's, she told me, you know, I feel my body betrays me. It's um. not... It's not, you know, sometimes it does things and then it doesn't and I can't trust it. And, you know, all these feelings of betrayal, they're usually also childhood issues. When somebody lets us down, what do we have to live on? So even though my body is betraying me, so let's just tap on that. Even though my body is betraying me. Even though my body is betraying me. It's letting me down. It's letting me down. It's frustrating to see that. It's frustrating to see that. And I'm mad at my body sometimes. I'm mad at my body sometimes. Because I have plans. Because I have plans. I have dreams. I have dreams. I have goals. I have goals. I am somebody. I am somebody. I want to do things. I want to do things. I want to do things with my life. I want to do things with my life. And it's absolutely frightening. And it's absolutely frightening. Not to know how much time I have to do them. Not to know how much time I have to do them. I choose. I choose. To get ready for a surprising shift. To get ready for a surprising shift. 
And even though I don't know what my future is going to hold. And even though I don't know what my future is going to hold. And, and I'm angry at my body for betraying me like this. And I'm angry at my body for betraying me like this. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not right. It's not right. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. And it makes me feel helpless when I need all my strength. It makes me feel helpless when I need all my strength. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though it's so hard for me to live like this. Even that's so hard for me to live like this. My body is betraying me. My body is betraying me. It's not telling me what it needs. It's not telling me what I need. What it needs. <laughs> and what it's not telling me what I need. It's not telling me what I need. I'm confused about all this. I'm confused about all this. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? I want to be alive. I want a better life. And I want to live my life. And I want to live my life. And what's happening right now is just not fair. And what's happening right now is just not fair. And I acknowledge these feelings with great kindness and compassion. And I acknowledge these feelings with great kindness and compassion. I know that given the circumstances. I know that given the circumstances. I always do the very best that I can. I always do the very best that I can. Okay. Now just have, I'm angry at my body. I'm angry at my body. My body is betraying me. My body is betraying me. It's not telling me what it needs. It's not telling me what it needs. It's not telling me what I need. It's not telling me what I need. I feel so helpless sometimes. I feel so helpless sometimes. And I'm angry that I feel that way. And I'm angry that I feel that way. My body is betraying me. 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 Okay. We didn't say I completely and deeply. No, we did a little reframe later um, because okay. I wanted to move through this. Let's do another round. What if? What if? I didn't have to feel this way. I didn't have to feel this way. What if? What if? My body was not betraying me at all. My body wasn't betraying me at all. What if? What if? The only problem is how I talk to my body. The only problem is how I talk to my body. And what if? And what if? The biggest problem is how I talk to myself. The biggest problem is how I talk to myself. What if? What if? I had the right to, see, to treat myself with kindness and compassion. I had the right to treat myself with, with uh, kindness and compassion. What if? What if? I had the words that I need to hear to heal my heart and heal my soul. I had, I had the, the words. I had the words. Sorry, that audio faded. I had the words to, that I need that I need to to heal my heart, heal my heart, and heal my soul. And heal myself. And what if? And what if? I was a much more powerful healer than I thought I am. I was a much more powerful healer than I thought I was. And once I start. And once I start. Respecting my body for what it is. Respecting my body for what it is. The answers will come easily and obviously. The answers will come easily and obviously. Let's take a breath in there.
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as in what? This, this is fun. I could do this. This is good. Isn't it? Yeah. That, and that's, that's really it, you know. You get into alignment. So, so um, we, we, can, we can take what is, and there's a question, you know, do you, do you talk to yourself during tapping? Are you telling yourself the way you want it to be or the way it really is? You say it the way it really is, okay? And the reason is because otherwise you get the self-talk that says it's not true. Right? You don't need the self-talk. You don't need to say, I'm happy, I'm happy, when you're clearly not. Right? You can say, I'm not happy. I'm mad, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, it's wrong. Dang. Right? And then the tapping takes these, this, the, these blocks out of the system. It gets the energy to flow again. It takes all that crumped up energy and just opens it up and lets it flow. So, And that's, this process is what takes the emotions down. And once that comes down and the relaxation sets in and the mind starts to become open for other possibilities, that's when we can start going into, I like to go, and that's, that's a technique I use, different people do different things, but I like to go into the what ifs. Because my experience is that when I say what if, my subconscious, and I say this in the right way, my subconscious gives me all the answers I need to hear. Right? What if I, what if I didn't have to feel this way the subconscious says, well, then I would feel better, right? What if this wasn't the only way to look at it? Well, then there would be options I haven't seen yet. And so you put this in and, and you, you actually harvest all that information, that lifetime of experience, and possibly all the information we would give to a good friend. You know, if we were talking to a friend, we would be so smart <laughs> and know all the answers that they can't see. But that's because for them, we have the freedom to harvest that. And so we tap, we get into alignment, even though I have this problem, I deeply and completely accept myself. We get into alignment with letting it go. Then we address the blocks the way that they are, the anger, the sadness, the fear. We locate them in the physical body, which is very helpful because it kind of makes it the no-nonsense, yes-no process. And, you know, and if we want to, we can, when we're ready, we can put some clearing, moving on, opening, choice statements in there um, that's a more advanced technique if pe when people start they can just address how they feel and you know when they do 10 15 rounds of this per day I would be shocked if their physical body if their mental emotional well-being wouldn't show signs of of that that's quite a, a um, quite a large number of rounds 10 15 times repeating um, from the eyebrow eyebrow uh, there there, 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 under arm, and then One, finally with two, the crown. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. Second. Okay. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> you know, I mean, I, I've worked with people seriously that have been in therapy for 15 years and they still talk about it as if it happens. And then you just sit down and say, okay, tell me how you feel. Where do you feel this in your body? On a scale of zero to 10, how intense is it? And they tap through it, and all of a sudden, they say, you know, I'm just not angry anymore. I, I, for the life of me, I can't bring up the anger. I remember what happened, but I don't feel it. And, you know, there's another beautiful piece in this that is that um, since so many things start when we're young, and then they build up, 
when we're able to take the charge out of some of these really raw feelings that we still have, then a lot of the things that are kind of relating to them, they collapse on their own, right? So let's mm -hmm. say somebody said, you know, you're stupid. And we're four years old and we're standing there and thinking, the subconscious recognizes, by the way, says, oh, I'm stupid, right? That's why a lot of really smart people do really dumb stuff because they were told they're stupid. And the subconscious behaves as if it's true. It doesn't know the difference. It does not. Everything that we feel, that we experience, that's filled with emotion, the subconscious is on. That's life. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, then the next thing happened, and somebody may say it again, the next thing happened, somebody says it again, and from now on, the subconscious has a program that says, you are not smart. I am stupid. And everything kind of starts to shift in that way. We start to make stupid decisions. We start to meet people that aren't smart. We're doing, we almost expect people to correct us, you know, self-esteem uh, uh, self goes down, all sorts of stuff. When we're able to take this initial time, take the charge out of it, and just let that be, and say, you know, the person who told you this was actually five and a half. <laughs> yeah, no. um, let's just put that in perspective and tap on it and get the charge out, and they bring up, oftentimes when people talk about these feelings, they cry, they're very upsetting to them, okay. and they bring it up, and they see the little five-and-a-half-year-old, and they see themselves as four, and they see it as it actually happened, and all these other things, they just start to collapse, and we don't even have to tap on them. They just go away. I'm not, I've never been stupid. I'm, I'm not, I'm kind of smart, actually. I, you know, I don't have to feel this way. And that's when this process becomes extremely fast, actually. Right? I think in the Spooky 2 community, this would be very helpful with some of the technical stuff. You know, I read them. I had to kind of tap my way through this as well. When, when I looked at the manual and I thought, oh, my God, um, okay. <laughs> you know, even though I'm not technical. I don't know how many times we've read this. This says who, right? I mean, it's not, that doesn't actually mean anything, even though I'm afraid of um, to make a mistake, even though I'm overwhelmed by the amount of information, even though I don't understand what they want from me, even though it's frustrating that I can't get it, even though I can never get it right. All that is self-talk. And we tap on it, and then we just read a manual and plug it in and, figure it out and if we have a question we ask a question Bev, Bev speaking of questions Bev's asked online um, when you um, talk to yourself during the tapping sessions um, she's asking do, are you telling yourself the way you want it to be or the way it really is well That's... you're telling the way it is okay and um, and so she says um, yeah and if you don't completely accept yourself Yes. Do you still say you do accept yourself? Now, I have a couple of answers for you, um, Beth, and here's, here are those two. One of them is try it anyways and see what happens. Okay? I usually encourage people to just say it because what, what, the pro what can be the problem is not the self-acceptance but the self-talk about the self-acceptance. So once you start tapping on it, very often it, it starts to open a door to give yourself that permission to say, I actually accept myself. For, um, the, for the benefit of the, uh, the viewers who aren't online, uh, what Bev has asked is, at the end, do you still say you um, accept yourself at the um, end of the, um, you know, during the tapping session? 
Now you deeply and completely accept yourself. If you don't feel with you deeply and completely accept yourself, do you still say those words? You're you saying you do. If you can, you yes, you do. Okay. Now, there are people who, for the life of them, will not say this, right? Okay. And then we can say other things. You know, we can say things like, um, "I choose to accept myself when I'm ready." We okay. can say, even though I, even though it's impossible for me, I would actually make it an issue. I say, even though I am not accepting myself, and then I would coach somebody to say, "Well, how does that feel?" And they would say, you know, it's sad, it's angry, I'm angry, I'm mm -hmm. frustrated, I'm frustrated with myself. And immediately we're an issue, right? So even though I'm so mad at myself that I just cannot accept myself, even though I, I feel I'm, I'm letting myself down and I don't trust myself and I find mm -hmm. that unacceptable, right? And yeah. then so we just address it the way that it is and, and work on that because that may just be the issue that we need to address first. Okay. And uh, yeah. Um, Do you, so, there's, other, so, yeah, there's, there's other questions that have come through as well. There's two more. Uh, if the um, now um, Bev has asked another question, um, can you tap whilst saying the person who did this to me was mentally ill, or whatever you believe of them, or you're making the memory stronger by doing this? Um, in all honesty, Bev, this is about you, not about the person who did this to you. And you deserve to get out however you feel. Whether they're mentally ill or not doesn't affect the fact that it hurts your feelings, if that's the issue, right? And you can even say, I, so there's always a lot of answers to this. And, you know, usually I teach this over at least three days. <laughs> so many different ways of looking at it. But I want to give you something that works for you right now. And own how you feel. Because here's the thing, when you say, even though this person was mentally ill, what does that mean? You should forgive somebody for something that hurts you anyways? You don't deserve to say it happened? You know, you should not, you could not, whatever it is. You know, all of this is actually really inappropriate to you. You know, when somebody, even if the person is mentally ill and whatever, hurt your feelings, you deserve to not have your feelings hurt. Okay, so even though this person, even if this person is mentally ill, but he hurt me anyways, or she hurt me anyways, and even though I feel all this pain from a mentally ill person, and I feel it in my heart, right? Even though I have this pain in my heart from this mentally ill person who hurt me, you see, you put yourself in the middle. You are important, not that other person. And then, you know, you just tap this pain in my heart, this pain that he or she did this, this pain that did this, this pain that did this. I know, you can say, I know they're mentally ill, but they hurt me anyways, and I don't want to be hurting. I want to be okay, and I don't know how. <laughs> you know, you can just address that and just go with it. And you will, what you will notice is that new aspects, as we call it, will come up, okay? So um, to give you an example, I had my checkup yesterday, and every time I have to go and get my checkup, then I freak out, you know, righteously so. So, uh, and it's all good, <laughs> yes. But, you know, on the way to the hospital, I realized that I was, you know, things were coming in. And I just started with, even though I have this fear, you know, and then the next thing that came up for me was, even though I'm afraid to have hope, 
right? Even though I have this fear that I maybe that that my hope is not justified. It just came up, so I addressed it as a fear. Right? What the next thing that came up was, you know, even though I don't know yet and I don't know how to deal with that. Right? Um, and I just I just very openly addressed every single feeling that came up. And I'm very grateful it's a long car drive, so I used it start to, you know, driveway to driveway. And I worked through this stuff. And um, when I got there, I was in a not only in a really good place, um, but I felt I had a really nice sense of control. Because what you what we need is we just need to be ready to do the next steps in our lives, right? So mm -hmm. no matter what they say, I have a next step to take, and I can't just sit there and and you know have the sky fall down on me. I have to be ready to say, okay, you know, what are my options? Mm -hmm. And what does Spooky say to this? <laughs> so um, my Spooky sends over there. So that's why. So that's basically how that how that goes. And um, I think especially women have learned, and especially women from certain generations have learned that they have to forgive everything and anything that ever happened to them. Uh, I'm very opinionated about this. I believe you deserve to heal what happened, but forgiveness is optional. I have work with people who have hurt others so badly that it would be self-abusive to say I forgive you I forgive you and still carry the pain yeah. I think the most important thing for you is to take care of yourself and um, I'm gonna add that to the website um, I'm gonna put a personal peace procedure uh, form on the website as well I, I made a little website form for you guys it's on ingridinter.com forward slash spooky too. Um, with some forms and manuals and stuff like that so you can read this up and, and work through it and contact me and stuff like that I put that on there too so here's basically what you do you take a piece of paper and you write down the feeling that you have and if you can you write down what what you're afraid of okay like this fear of and then next to it you just write down your number the intensity and then you can say even though I have this fear of you know Fear of what the doctor's gonna say, even though I have this fear of my black cons, whatever it is, right? I deeply and completely accept myself. You say this three times, and then you say, I have this fear of my black cons, 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 this fear of my black cons. And you take a breath, let it settle in for a minute, and then you see if that number is still accurate. Chances are it's gonna go down, right? Out comes a new thing, you write it down. Put the number next to it, you know, the sphere of the doctor, 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 the sphere of the doctor. Take a breath. Once that has come down, take out the next. And so you just kind of work your way through this. And if you can't tap, you can just keep a list of the stuff that bothers you and tap it down when you get a chance to do it. So that's called the personal peace procedure. It's one way of doing it. There are different ways, but that's one way of doing it. And um, it helps. Is that how one would address any phobias that they may have? You know, um, irrational fears of objects or things. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So um, there is there is something we haven't talked much about so far, and that's called aspects. Um, aspect is let let's take a snake. Give me an example for a fear. What what would be a good example for a fear? Uh, well, 
you're talking about snakes, but we'll choose something a little bit more. I mean, a snake fear can mean a rational fear <laughs> because they are venomous after all. So maybe right. a, fear, a fear of, say a fear of heights. A fear of heights, okay. So basically, the, um, you start very straightforward, even though I have this fear of heights, I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I have this fear of heights, I deeply, I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I have this fear of heights, I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I have this fear of heights, I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I have this fear of heights, I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I have this fear of heights, I deeply and completely um, forgive myself. <laughs> well, I'm comfortable I give, or comfortable with myself. Yeah, yeah. accept if myself. It, accept well, myself. Accept my, yeah. If it come, what if that's your language and that works for you? And it works better than for, than accept. Then that's what we use. When oh, I work with a soldier, I say honor and respect. Okay. When I work with a kid, I say I'm a great kid. Okay. You know, um, you know, with very spiritual people, you may want to borrow from that. So whatever is right for you, as long oh, as okay. your subconscious says yes. Okay. Okay. It's good. Yeah. Okay. I have this fear of heights. 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 So we would just do a first first round and with this kind of stuff, we kind of want to know how, how do we know that we have this fear, okay? Um, for example, um, a person would, would imagine, you can start just imagining, you know, so let's say you are standing on a skyscraper and you're walking towards the on the balcony close to the house and you start walking towards the front of the balcony. I mean, clearly it's safe, you can do it, yes. but tell me when you start to get nervous. Okay, mm. and then they will stop, and then even though I'm getting nervous when I'm getting ten feet to the to the front, I deeply and completely accept myself. Okay, three times, even though I get nervous, ten feet uh, away from the balcony, whatever, I deeply and completely accept myself. So we tap on this three times. I get nervous ten feet away from the balcony, ten feet 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 from the balcony, and then. The person will kind of start in if the safest way is to imagine it and just start walking forward. If that works for them, you can do it all in the mind, right? And eventually they will have this feeling like, yeah, no, I can look over this. There's a really big wall right here. I am not falling down. And they look down and they feel it's fine. Um, in we, when it's safe. Safety is before healing, but when it's safe, it makes sense to test it, which means actually going up in that elevator. You know, we've done this in hotels. We went up glass elevators with people, right? Or you can actually take them to that rooftop terrace and see if they're comfortable now, you know? And, and as soon as they're not comfortable, again, we're in completely safe spaces here. As soon as they're not comfortable, you stop. There may be another aspect, right? There may be this feeling of um, losing control or, um, you know, what if somebody pushes me or mm. we don't know. Sometimes it's really just the distance. 
Mm. Um, in water, sometimes it's where the water is on the body. You know, it's safe here. It's not safe here. So you literally just go ahead and take that aspect of, of fear and address it as, as a unit the same way you address everything else. And eventually the person's just going to be fine. You know, and again, you need to test it. You can't, we, we don't know, but that's what we have been seeing. And that's also what the research shows. You know, we have some very impressive research on that kind of thing that shows this too. Katia has asked for a question. Um, when do you actually tap your crown? Because, and I've noticed this too, there's several times you've not tapped your crown. You've done the points there, 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 there. Yeah. We're watching you. Guilty. <laughs> That's always so, at the end, isn't it? At the end of the cycle, that's when you tap your well, crown. Well, so this is a this is um, EFT is a forgiving process. The original EFT protocol actually did not have the top of the head point, but it's been shown that it's a very powerful point. Um, the Chinese believe that it makes sense to work in a circle. So sometimes I actually start at the top of the head. So okay. I cannot tell you there is a scientific reason that this is the one way to do it and there's no other way to do it. Um, I usually like to work, start here. It's just the way that I learned it in the beginning and I end at the top of the head. Okay. There are practitioners who start here and end under the arm. There are practitioners who start and end here. Um, the best answer I can give you, Katra, is try out what works best for you. Okay, um, it, it actually, it all works. Remember, what we're actually working on is meridians. And as long as you address these meridians and you tap on these endpoints of those meridians, on these release points, those blocks will go away. And I actually saw before that there was somebody saying, asking a question of G9G. Yes, uh, Hans was asking, are these positions that you're showing the nine G points in our body. I don't know what points these are. So it's a different. So the answer is definite. Maybe <laughs> the answer but is there may be an, an, a question one, for an acupuncturist. So it's if, yeah, if, and the karate chop is nine. All oh, right, right, okay. right. Um, and that's that's a basic recipe. There are more points. There is a gamma. There's there's a whole you know people when actually when they when they go to the website um they will also get a manual and that talks about more points don't be confused use them and see if they work for you if you think you need the finger points go for go ahead and use them um research has shown and most of our research has been done without those additional points and it has been highly effective um so that's why we try to keep it as as short as we can as simple as we can if it gets the job done then why make it more why make it longer? Absolutely. Um, now, Bev's asked another question. Good on you, Bev. Um, what does it mean if some of the tapping points are quite painful before you start? Does that have any significance? Well, I don't have any answer for you on that one either. Um, you know, if you have physical pain, my recommendation would be just don't tap right on the body stay away from the body and just go like this and see if you can get results you know mm. tap in the field don't hurt yourself um there's no reason to tap hard there it's you know just like what when we use our remotes and spooky it's not like there's this one thing that you now need to do and that's the only way that it's, it's there is a connection here 
right? You go in your field, you have the intention of tapping right here. You know exactly where the points are because we explained this very well and we've demonstrated it. Okay, so even if you move away from that one point a little bit, your subconscious knows where to tap. You're, it's stored in your field where that point is. And you just go ahead, you set your intention that this is the issue you would like to resolve, and you tap on it. Okay? Again, here's another... This is You have such great questions, Beth, because here's, here's the thing. If that point hurts you, why not tap on it? Okay? Even though I have this... this even though this, this uh, pain under my arm is hurting me, and it's a five, I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I have this pain under my arm, I deeply and completely accept myself. You know, address things. Don't white knuckle them out. Don't think you have to push through. You address these things. Even though four of my tapping points are hurting me and I don't know how to tap without them, I deeply and completely accept myself. Right? There's no other thing that needs to be done. This hurting point, 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 and you just do your best. And see, maybe it relaxes. Could it indicate a blockage? A meridian blockage? Okay. It could. Okay. How do I know? I don't. Yes. Um, I always assume that all of our um, issues are caused by blocks in our energy field. And um, that's kind of actually the idea of EFT. It's just as much as, you know, basically most holistic therapies or approaches are based on that idea that when our energy is blocked and can't flow, physical illness, emotional illness, mental illness, or, you know, not, not in a diagnostic way, but th those, those changes start to happen. And what, how, why would they not? If we don't have the energy to do something, there are consequences for that. So um, it's, it's, it's a funny thing. When we start working with, um, with this process and work with a, you know, with a personal peace procedure, for example, that list in the beginning gets super long. And then, because all of a sudden, all this stuff comes up. And then this happened, and that happened, and this happened. But as people actually start to do this, these cluster, this clustering or generalization effect starts to happen. And they realize, yes, they were angry, they were frustrated, they were scared, and they were disappointed, and they were overwhelmed. But maybe addressing one of these took the entire issue down, and then the list becomes shorter very quickly again. So, um, and when that happens, people just start to have so much hope. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, um, use it highly recommended for brain fog. Highly recommended for brain fog. Highly recommended also, um, I do this all the time. Um, you need to tell your body that your meds are safe because your body doesn't know, right? So even though I'm taking this, whatever it is, um, and we can be a little creative, I'm telling my body this is safe to take. I'm allowing my body to detox everything that's, that I don't need. You know, you can say these things and program your body to act according to your desires. Even if you don't know whether the medication is safe, you can say that because you might have well, your, or you might have your mind, you know, your um, subconscious say, "Well, actually, whoa, buddy, <laughs> it's not safe." Well, if it's not safe, it's not a medication; it's a toxin, right? So there's there may be a part in that medication that is good for you, and there's a part of the medication that's toxic. <clears throat> so we want to take 
the medication point and and magnify the beautiful results mm -hmm. and we want to tell the the body that there the, that it can absolutely that it it can release the toxins right away there's nothing in it to find right and um you can work with allergies you know usually when an allergy is is it's beautiful to watch how quickly people get rid of allergies. Again, this is a huge topic. There's so much to say about this, but you can literally say, even though I have this reaction to the cat or the medication or my husband or you know, whatever, um, I deeply and completely accept myself. And you can get into alignment with the substance or that, that you know, whatever it is that's triggering the reaction. So often the body is just confused and doesn't know what something is, or it has experienced too much of a bad thing to be able to hold any more, and it just says enough. And again, the subconscious creates this rule, enough is enough. Every time now, when this substance comes into the system, you have to try to water it down and swell up as a result, or you have to you know, create the symptoms so that people will not touch it. And you can beautifully get rid of this my husband had all sorts of allergies you know there were cats there were mosquito bites he would swell up like this with mosquito bites there was all sorts of stuff and we just got rid of it yeah, it's beautiful it's 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 a beautiful thing you literally tell you you reprogram by using appropriate words by using appropriate things May, maybe if you know you're allergic to the pen but it's okay to hold the pen you can just hold it and tap then and see what happens so what you know? would you say if you wanted to overcome an allergy and we'll pick up the example of cats what would you say at the beginning like i know i'm allergic to cats but i'm you know um i accept myself what can, even what can though I'm allergic to cats, I deeply and completely accept myself. Okay. Even though I'm allergic to cats. Um, it could be, um, it could make sense to find out the different aspects of cats. Okay. So sometimes it just stops. Or you can even say, even though I sneeze whenever I get close to cats. I, I do this routinely when my daughter has her friends over and, and we have cats and several of them have cat allergies. So... They all know they need to come to me and we fix this. Um, so, you know, you can, you can work with a dander, you can work with a fur, you can work with the smell. Um, we don't know what's causing it, but you can muscle test yourself. I mean, people who are good at muscle testing, they may just go, you know, it's, it's this, they, I, I muscle test like this, so, or like that, whatever. Um, you can muscle test, but you can also just write down all the different things that you may be allergic to and do a run of tapping and see if it changes anything. And sometimes people have to do this more often, you know, sometimes the body just can't handle a lot. And so once that, that level is, is done, that rain barrel is full, so to speak, um, it will overflow and we just have to kind of take some water out again. Okay. So, you passed a comment earlier where it's more important for women to overcome, um, you know, these uh, negative emotions. Why? Why is that? Do you remember saying that? <laughs> you're, you're saying I think that I, I talked more about the forgiveness when it came to women. Okay. Um, okay. You know, it's just an observation that isn't based on science. I, I just know from my experience from working with you know hundreds of people. Um, that women always try so hard to forgive and in an almost self-abusive way 
oftentimes you know they 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 are so beautiful and and just really try to let this go and say i know i need to forgive this and i'm working hard on it and and ask them well have you ever addressed how you feel how you feel i mean let's just you know not talk about somebody else right now and women are so um many women especially women from the older generations the younger girls now fortunately not so much and of course many men as well and then there's another whole cultural thing um depending on which country we're tapping and that you must never get angry you always have to show your best face you you know you can't use your composure it depends on internationally mm. that's a never-ending thing you know i'm german and living in america it's just difficult <laughs> um, because we just say no when we mean no in america they say yes but they don't tell you what they want they always kind of assume that you figure it out and and i don't so it's just it's you know it's, it's complicated i i just think it's so wonderful um when when people come together and just say you know you actually have every right to be angry at that um because it shouldn't have happened this was not okay this was not for you and you know maybe the person didn't mean it but by knowing that the pain doesn't go away you know the pain isn't caused by by knowing something the pain is caused by this energy block and we need to address the block no matter what we're thinking and we can't think our way to cl closing these gaps or, or, you know, releasing this block. This isn't the thought process. This is actually, it can, oftentimes it's the opposite. Because when people try to stay away from what hurts them, what can actually happen is that the subconscious says, I'm not worth it. Right? I shouldn't be thinking this. I'm not worth it. I don't have a right to do this. Um, people won't help me when I get angry. I will be abandoned. You know, um, it, I see this. You know, in in our community, in the in the in the spooky group, I see this so often, and and I certainly <laughs> went, and and I'm still going through this myself. Whenever I feel very stupid because I think you know this is complicated, mm. um, or you know whatever, and then people really try to make the other person like them first. You know, I'm so sorry. I'm sure. I'm sure you've answered this many, many times, and I'm so sorry. I've really been trying to figure this out, but I just don't know how to do it, and I'm probably it's because I'm missing something. You know, all that is background stuff. All of that is this, this, this knowing how people are judging us, when the reality is that everybody's been in this, and everybody knows how hard this is, and mm. most people aren't computer geeks. I mean, it's just true. And but but you can just see how we're so programmed to please others, and I think the reality is we don't want to hurt people anyways. So why do we think that people think that? Mm -hmm. Right? If we just have a decent question, we just have a decent question, and we don't need to put all that weight on us. And so that's that's why I like to say a little bit provocatively. Um, don't forgive unless I mean forgiveness is optional um, at the end of the day um, I also say this with confidence because I know that we automatically forgive when we're able to let things go right okay. so it's and and that's 
probably that last piece. Um, when we are when we release our response to something, our thoughts and memory begins to shift. And once it shifts, we come to exactly what Bev said. This person is mentally ill. They don't have the capacity to do this. Or, you know, my mom had, you know, 15 children. I mean, how would she pay attention to me, right? Or, you know, this, 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 these shifts happen. And the forgiveness, the real forgiveness in my book comes when, when you mean what we say, when we feel what we say, when we're ready to say it, and when we're ready to, to, to just be with us, just like this little kid, you know, that the intensity was gone and he could play with his friend, really under, you know, supervision from that moment on, but th there was no hurt feelings anymore. Um, that's when this work becomes very spiritual very very spiritual because it's very self-respecting and it's very respecting to others too um it's really where compassion makes sense and is helpful so um yeah i you know again i i, I put this and hold on i'm just seeing something here what about bitterness i don't know Bitterness is the same thing um oh, just a minute katya actually said the painful tapping bones, it could mean that there is a block on the organ connected with that very acupoint. For me, it's my stomach. My stomach really gives me trouble. Um, I have nothing to say to that, to confirm that or not. What I would do, Katya, is I would tap on it, okay? Even though my stomach gives me trouble. And, you know, I would, what I do is I ask people, focus on your stomach. Tell me what do you feel in there? What's your feeling in there? And when they say, well, I have a lot of anger, then you tap on even if this anger in my stomach. You know, even if you feel this fist in my stomach. And then you see if that anger goes down. And once that anger goes down, you can see if that relates to the tapping point, good for you. You have your answer. You know, we don't have to overthink this process. It's always the same process. And uh, Lillian said, what about bitterness? Um, again, bitterness, um, you, what are you bitter about? Okay, or where do you feel it? Even though I have this bitterness in my throat. Let's do this, Lily, really quick. Even though I have this bitterness, now we're going over in translator, but even though I have this bitterness. Even though I have this bitterness. I'm bitter. I am bitter. I'm very bitter. I'm very bitter. And it's frustrating to feel so bitter. And it's frustrating to feel so bitter. Because at my core, I'm not a bitter person. Because at my core, I'm not a bitter person. But I feel forced to be bitter about this. But I feel forced to be bitter about this. So I'm bitter. Sorry? So I'm bitter. I'm bitter. I, and I don't know how to change that. And I don't know how to change that. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I'm bitter. Even though I'm bitter. And maybe I've become bitter. And maybe I've become bitter. I deeply and completely accept the feelings that I have. I deeply and completely accept the feelings that I have. And even though there's a reason why I'm bitter. And even though there's a reason why I'm bitter. There might be more reasons. There might be more reasons. There might be a whole number of reasons. There might be a whole number of reasons. I deeply and completely accept myself. I deeply and completely accept myself. Okay. I'm bitter. I am bitter. I am very bitter. 
I'm very bitter. I feel this bitterness. 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 Let's go through that. And Lillian, I don't know if you're still there, but if you tapped along, how how did that feel? Do you still feel the same bitterness? If that was an issue, maybe you can just answer. They might be still tapping away. They might not realize they're supposed to do it while we were doing it. Yeah. And, you know, it's, that's, it's, it's really, you, you feel bitter. Mm. And this, is, this can be a very private tool. This can be a very public tool. You can, you can even, if you, if you don't want to tap on yourself and you want, you know, kind of like a surrogate, take a tappy bear and like a like a teddy bear or something and tap on the bear look at the bear tap on the same exact points you know i i there's actually such a thing as a teppy bear i have one here and um you will notice that as you say i'm bitter and you tap on this bear and the same tapping points you start to feel that relaxation as well there's really play with it there's no there's no limit in a way if it doesn't work it didn't work then you know, either do it again or give it up and <laughs> see what happens. Um, get rid of the bitterness. You know, we are all here to heal. We're here to live good lives. We're here to make a difference. We're here to do something. And these feelings are not helping us. And no matter what diagnosis we had or what we were told or whatnot, um, it's good to have our it's good to know that we have options it's good to know that we have choices it's good to know that we have a future and um i just something that really helped me was when the doctor came in and told me i'm screwed um <laughs> so after the whole you know there's a week or two that just everything kind of goes into dark places and then i realized I'm only screwed if all I do is what he's telling me to do. Now, I always do what the doctor tells you to do, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not a doctor. He's a doctor. He's a specialist. I will not argue with him. However, I realized that he is trained in certain modalities, um, which leads to certain outcomes when I use them, okay? Uh, very often, it's time delay. But he's not trained in this. And so if my diagnosis and the outcome of whatever they're saying is only based on this, then all I need to do is add things to this that he's not aware of that. And I completely mix up the game. And, and all this outlook and all those perspectives and all this, you know, you, this is going to happen and that's not going to, all of that stops meaning anything, anything real, as soon as we put in things that the doctor isn't trained to do or that the doctor isn't, um, isn't allowed to tell us, which very often actually is the problem. I learned that I need to ask my doctor, what would you tell your wife in order to learn what he would tell his wife, <laughs> which is often a lot more knowledgeable than what you would tell his patient, right? But as soon as we break this open and start bringing new things in, the entire idea of a diagnosis um, begins to shift and 
we kind of discharge this too. By the way, I don't know if you knew this, but the 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 uh, translation of the word diagnosis is actually to don't know. Oh, really? Isn't that cute? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so it's, it's kind of yeah, I can see that. Um, so the the we you know we have to operate from the point where we can make differences and changes and where options are there where doors are opening where um we load good energy into us where um we realize you know like myself there was a there was a clear thing um without getting political but i had a, i had a pet scan in september and i had a pet and an october and a pet scan in december and for those who live in the United States, um, you know, this were very intense times. And you could see the difference, right? Is this the only reason? I don't know, but it's the only thing I could come up with. So I had to tap on this. And the nice thing why I love this is so much is that it's so easy to do. So there's, it doesn't hurt. Worst case scenario, it doesn't work. <laughs> We've done other things before that didn't work, so I guess it's adding adding to that. But um, our our research shows that it works. Um, millions of people all over the world are using this. Um, I've very successfully used this, even with war trauma and veterans. Um, we actually have a documentary about that. We have studies about that. It works with people with fears. It works with you know even very severe stuff, and. Um, you know, one thing that I, that I love about this so much is that when people come to a session or when people start this work, they usually feel very victimized. And when they leave the session, they see themselves as a hero. And that's a big deal. Because no matter how young they were, no matter how few people helped them, no matter how little support they had or how many resources, they still made it through. And that's a really big deal. And once they see that, then they can wonder, what else can I do? I can deal with this, right? <laughs> You're telling me you have that? Bring it on. I find resources. Um, so... That's a, that's a great that's a great tool to have. Now you've you, at the beginning you said about your website, but you said it very quickly. I was wondering, Ingrid, if you could say it slowly so people can uh, visit you on your website. Yeah, it's ingriddinter.com is my website, um, and that's also in the invitation. It's in there. So ingriddinter.com, and then it's forward slash spooky too. So the way we spell it, spooky with the number two. Okay. Um, that's where I have. Um, Let's see what's on there. There is a manual on there to tap along. There is a, a chart of the meridians. For those of you who want to know how those power lines run, you can click on it and it blows up. Um, there is a cheat sheet for the tapping points. Um, there's a lot. People usually ask about abundance and money and whatnot, so I have something that's kind of geared towards that. You can switch out the words and use your own, but you can see how it works. And then I have a link to David Feinstein, Dr. David Feinstein's, beautiful study or report however you call it about the research that we currently have um there is more um i also have a little window there if you guys want to give me an email address um i have a tapping course that i can add to that i also have other information or you can just email me and ask me and we take it from there but ingriddinter.com spooky to, uh, forward slash spooky two and you can also check out the website there are videos youtubes on there and other stuff and if you need something, let me know, and I'm probably able to do it. 
So the website is ingrid uh, d-i-n-t-e-r dot com. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you. Well, Ingrid, thank you so much for coming on and uh, teaching us all about this um, technique. It's, it's a great tool to have. Thank you so much. And thank you for um, all the questions, viewing audience. It's been very much appreciated. Well, that's the uh, 21st summer done and dusted. It's been a great one. Thank you so much, everybody. And thank you, thank you very much, Ingrid, for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and thank you for all you do. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.